Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on episode number 83 of the Live in Everett podcast, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. You can check out their Super Youth Savings account, which offers 5% over the current dividend rate on the first $750, with the rate being 5.35 APY. Learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. All right, on today's show, we're going to be highlighting some events coming up this week. Um, on our Life in Everett section, we're going to be talking about a man in Lowell who was given a gun. And then we'll wrap up uh, things by playing some Port of Everett trivia. And I will probably lose again because it turns out I'm not good at Port of Everett trivia. Anyway, let's jump in. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter that we send out every single Monday. So uh, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? Well, before I get into my event pick of the week, I just want to talk about this week's Weekly Goodness, um, the video that we put in this week's Weekly Goodness, which was Christopher Bragg getting his back waxed. <laughs> All of his sweet 80s tattoos. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't there for that. I just was hoping that you guys could describe it to me. Um, I wasn't there either, but I cut it. So <laughs> I got to look at his back a lot. And uh, I was there. I filmed it. And, uh, you know, it seemed a little painful for him at first. I tried to get like, <laughs> like after like the first one or two, he he was definitely making some faces. And I tried to get a close up of his face. And then by then, I think he just got kind of used to it. He kind of lived into the pain. Yeah, I just want to say Christopher Bragg is such a good sport. I love Christopher Bragg. And um, I was sort of expecting it to be like 40-year-old virgin style of like painful screaming and novelty. And yeah, I feel like he didn't even scream. He was once. just kind of like, yeah, here's Christopher getting his back wax and look at his DeLorean or whatever is tattooed on his back. It was a little disappointing. <laughs> I should have told him to scream more. <laughs> All right. So my event this week is going to be Engage Everett. It's a local networking event for uh, business people and just locals in general. I haven't been for a couple of months. I'm excited to go and run into people. It's 4.30 uh, on uh, this Wednesday. It's at Grand Leader Mercantile on the corner of Hewitt and Hoyt. Which is today, this afternoon. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this today, it comes out. It is today. Bada bing. How about you, Henry? What is your pick of the week for your event? Well, I'm very excited because, as you know, as hopefully all of you know, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. And uh, professional wrestling has come to Everett. For real. There, and you're stoked. I am stoked. There's a promotion called uh, Without a Cause. And uh, they're doing their second show at Normana Lodge. It's called Shatter the System. I got to, uh, Yeah, I'm really excited. I got to talk to Max uh, for an interview, which should be out on either Thursday or Friday. Uh, yeah, sitting down talk, talking with him. He's, he, like the, he's like the event coordinator. He's the owner and the promoter of Without a Cause and like why bringing stuff to Everett. He was an Everett High graduate. Anyway, he's an Everett guy. He went away. He learned the ropes in Seattle for like, you know, learning how to run a wrestling promotion. And now he's up here. So that's happening Sunday at 4 p.m. Oh, oh. my gosh. Two questions. Yes. Um, do Maybe I've already asked you this. Do they have a heel? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> they, have both, they have a heel and a baby face. <laughs> Why do they call a wrestling ring the square circle? There is no such thing as a square circle. I think that's, I don't know. That's probably like old school, <laughs> like carny speak from the 20s. It's probably some sort of vaudevillian 
left over. Awesome. Maybe so much wrestling terminology. Maybe there's like a circle in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I don't know. I want to go to that. Maybe I'll call you on Sunday and try to meet up with you. That sounds fun. We we should go. We should go. And the event I picked this week. Yeah. What you got? What I got is the ever art walk, uh, every third Thursday of the month. Uh, thanks to black lab gallery. They put that on and a number of the uh, venues around downtown Everett participate. Uh, so that is this Thursday uh, at 6 p.m. So uh, check it out. And I will say two things about the Everett Art Walk. One, I love it in the wintertime, especially now when the weather is like cold and clear at night. It's really fun to go walk around in downtown because you got the tree up. The the Christmas lights are starting to come out. It's beautiful in downtown Everett at night in, in the cold. Also, uh, Sweet Walls of Everett, which is my favorite Instagram account right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's that run, is great. It's run by uh, my friend Elizabeth. She's going to be selling, I believe, she's going to be selling some uh, uh, postcards with some of her photos on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw, I started following that Instagram account, and I saw she posted a poll the other day uh, if, she, if people would buy her uh, postcards that she was thinking about getting printed. And I thought that was a pretty good way for an artist to uh, preemptively, you know, kind of gauge if they should get something made or not. And I thought that was pretty cool. For sure. So, yeah. Totally. Rock and roll. Well, totally. That's what we picked out for this week for details. And to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe. What's happening in your life in Everett this week? On this week's Life in Everett, we'll be sharing about speed. And guns. Guns and <laughs> speed. So, uh, Henry, catch us up on the story. Yeah, so uh, we all went and watched uh, the newest Fast and Furious movie, and now we're like really into both guns and speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, uh, so Cairo Radio, uh, Chris Sullivan from Cairo Radio, did a story about how there was uh, some traffic problems happening in the Lowell neighborhood. Um, people speeding way too fast through there. It's like an easy way to kind of cut around the I-5 rush hour traffic is to go through Lowell. I used to do it when I worked at Boeing. A lot of other Boeingites Did you speed well. when you did it? I did not because I am a responsible driver and I can't afford a speeding ticket. So, um, yeah, so this guy was complaining about speeders and basically the city of Everett was like, here's a speed gun. Go out and like clock these guys for us and see if there's an actual, see if there's something there. Right. So he did. And then they also followed up with a, uh, with like the, the speed, like cables that they put on the ground. Yeah. And that also led to more findings that people were speeding through this neighborhood. And now there's a, your speed sign. Like one of those digital signs that you drive by. Right. In that part of Lowell. So the city was cool enough to be like, okay, like, there seems to be a problem here. Um, you seem to be well well versed in this problem. Maybe go out and collect a little bit of data for us, and we'll see what we can do. I just want to give a round of applause to the city of Everett <clears throat> for uh, demonstrating a great public-private partnership or partnership by giving a resident a speed gun to go and collect traffic data. I feel like, um, as a staunch libertarian, I love the way that they saved. Um, taxpayer dollars by you know just giving a resident a tax cut uh, a, <laughs> just uh, put the citizens gun. to work yeah no i really do i think that's awesome i think that you know it kind of demonstrates like how accessible our local government is and that's one of the things i love about living in Everett. that local government is yeah i mean you can 
call someone on the phone and they're gen generally uh, willing and ready to to help. I think that's cool. And part of the story is too that I noticed when I read the article was that like I think first he had reached out to the city and hadn't gotten much traction, and so that was kind of part of the story too. Oh, it was no, just I kind of the power. <laughs> well, is is the the power of following up and and sticking with it? And I think this reporter. Uh, recommended to the the citizen who who lived in Lowell, who was wanting to, you know, mitigate the speed issue. Uh, He connected him with the public works department. And I think it was someone from public works that was able to to help him out and get him the speed gun and everything. And um, so, yeah, on one hand, it's like kudos to the city for responding in kind of a cool way and empowering a citizen saying, Hey, if you want to do something about it, here's something you can do. Um, And, uh, you know, but, but at the same time, huge kudos to the citizen for sticking with it and, and following up with them and being that squeaky, squeaky wheel to, uh, to get something done. So when, so Chris Sullivan like sat with, um, the citizen while he was clocking people. What's, what's the, the citizen's name? The citizen's name <laughs> is no, Steve Schneider. Steve Schneider from Lowell. That's a good name. Steve Sh- Schneider from Lowell where it was. Steve Schneider is. <laughs> <laughs> a South Park reference on the Live in Everett podcast oh, right now. Sorry. Um, he said that uh, drivers were routinely hitting the high 30s and lower 40s, and the speed limit is 25 miles an hour. Also, uh, at one point, I believe that they clocked somebody in the uh, doing 86 in the 25. So it was definitely needed. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I know I already told this story on the podcast, but, you know, my dad, my dad has a right, story right. about speeding through a little. People um, speed down my road quite a bit. Um, I live right by the community college and right by his school there on Coley, and I can't believe how fast some people drive. So it it's is, good. It is scary when people speed through these, like, real residential gridded streets, you know, where you have yeah. you know, cars parked along the streets, you have people walking, and uh, it's like, geez, I'm just always waiting for someone to open their door up in front of me or totally. something. And it's, yeah, I don't, I, I will say, you know, if I'm on the freeway or a rural road, like, yeah, I'm going to go a little over the speed limit, but like driving around the city of Everett, I don't even feel safe. <laughs> you know, it's like, you got to go to the speed limit basically. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of negativity because, um, we did that once on this section of the podcast and we had some comments that were good comments that were the positivity guys. So this isn't really the rabbit hole of negativity. It's really just a question. Have you noticed people in Everett, it's kind of the opposite of speeding, driving really, really, really slow? Um, I feel like every day on my drive home from work, I get stuck behind somebody going down Hoyt. So I take Hoyt home and they're going like, they're like stopping randomly and or driving like five miles an hour. And the only thing I can guess is that they're like on their phone. Or they're but, maybe like looking for an address. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Is oh. That, is that people are looking for an address. Because that happens to me too because I'm on Oaks around the same neighborhood. And um, yeah, people will be like stopping like, you know, and like kind of looking around. I'm like, oh, they're looking for a house. They're That's looking a, for a good street. call because there's Amazon drivers and just playing cars now. Right. You and don't there's know. Uber drivers and all that stuff. So you're right. They're probably just plain clothes uh, delivery 
drivers or but that's when i wish people would just pull over like yeah. stop and turn on your flashers or i'm just like figure it out you know yeah 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 um i will say though to clarify about the city of everett kind of like shaking this guy off it's not really the case he said he uh that he hasn't wasn't having much luck finding the proper people to talk to at the city Okay. So Chris Sullivan hooked him up with the people at the public works department. So it seemed like he just didn't really know like who to talk to. It wasn't that like the city burned him. That makes sense. So, yeah. I would find yeah, it hard yeah. to believe that the city was Don't not very th- responsive. Every time I've needed something from the city, they've been right on it for me. Right. Don't want to throw the city under the bus. So yeah. Uh, good on the, the city of Everett. That's pretty cool. And now we know like, you know, in your case, Tyler, speeding really is a problem on on your road that you can just go rent a speed gun from the public works department yeah i would just like to say that if there are any public works or city employees listening to this podcast right now i would love to just borrow a speed gun for a little while i feel like it'd be really fun to go into the alley and throw a baseball and see who could throw the baseball the fastest Uh, it'd be fun to catch speeders going down my street it'd be fun to kind of run See who could run the fastest. I feel like there's a lot of fun we could have if there's they would a, just give us a speed gun. Yeah, there's a million living ever TVs <laughs> that we could do with just a speed gun. A speed gun in an alley in a little bit of time. <laughs> we, we could start incorporating that into every single video. Somewhere in there we'll just fit in the speed gun. <laughs> right. Be well, an ongoing character. Have a little picture in picture with the, with the speed on it. It reminds me of that episode of The Office where Michael's running by the, the speed sign trying to... Never mind. Do you guys have any like rules about speeding or like, you know, kind of rules that you live by, like you'll go X number of miles per hour over or anything like that. No, I try to just go with the flow of traffic. Same. Yeah. I feel like on the freeway, I feel, I take it back. My rule of thumb is I feel like you can go up to 10 miles an hour over on the speedway and you're usually okay. Yeah. When, uh, I was in middle school, a police officer came in to speak to one of my classes. It was on a career day or something. And he said that, yeah, they're typically looking, and I think he may have been speaking about on the freeway specifically, that they're typically looking for people going over 10 miles per hour over. And so that's always been kind of my rule on the freeway is I'll do like five to 10 over. But yeah, one area that I never speed is school zones. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I'll get course. you there. Yeah. I feel like that's, um, so many people I know have gotten big tickets from speeding in school zones. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> what I don't understand <laughs> is, do you think the sign, uh, in school zones where it says 20 miles an hour when children are present, do you think that means when school is in session or when you can physically see kids and they're like present in your field of view? I don't know. And I, I feel like with all of these questions, we should like try and find a PIO to talk to, <laughs> get on the podcast and talk to them about all these things. I'm pretty what, sure what it's field of view, but we should. That's yeah, what I think too. But Laura and I were, my wife, Laura and I are just having a big argument about this, about whether or not it means when they're present in school, like it's so it's like during school hours or when but how you would you know kids. if they're present in school or not? Then you got to keep track of the school schedule. I'm with you. That's my argument too. So if anybody knows, text 425-344-1727 with the answer, please. I'm sure there's a code somewhere. There you go. So, hey, what's your take? Uh, We'd love to hear from you on that. Or even better, uh, since next week is Thanksgiving, we'll be talking about what we're thankful for for next week's Life in Everett. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, What are you thankful for? Leave us a voicemail, 425-341-3731. Or email us at podcast at liveineverett.com. Shop and make a difference at Citrine Health, a nonprofit social enterprise 
fair trade items at Citrine Market and Braza Plenty at the bra shop, including post-mastectomy products, certified fitters are available. Need a mammogram or health exam? Call 425-259-9899 to see if you're eligible. Support your community at Citrine Health. It's time for Everett Trivia, and we're going to take a look at uh, some Port of Everett Trivia for uh, Garrett and Tyler to answer these I hope questions. I do better this week. I've been doing really bad at Port of Everett Trivia. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, Thanks, we'll see buddy. what happens. So the first question that we teased last week is about the dome. So what was the reason why the dome at the Port of Everett was built, the iconic dome? Monster trucks. To play baseball, I wish. To store alumina, to store wood chips, or to store flour? What was the reason why the, the dome at the Port I've of Everett was built? Pretty good guess. Tyler looks like he's hesitating there. Was it wood chips? Okay, hold on. Before I say my answer, I just want to say wood chips seems like it would make sense because of being a mill town and all that sawdust, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be right. But I said B, alumina, because it's so specific. I did think that was interesting. That hmm. it's got to be... It, there's a good chance that it could be that because it's so specific. It's like alumina, but alumina might not even be a thing. Yeah, also, I, don't I actually think, I think aluminum is made out of like bauxite or something like that. But well, alumina is correct. Yes, Garrett, you said C wood chips. Good, good guess though, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's to store alumina, whatever that is. Uh, how many marinas are at the Port of Everett? How many marinas are at the Port of Everett Marina? One, four, three, or two? I feel like I need some clarification on this question. Well, I have none for you. So <laughs> I'm going to... S- Again, I want to... Totally guessing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so my guess is three? Okay. So here's my qualifier again. I think it's a trick question because I think it's technically one marina because it's all the Port of Everett Marina, but there's... And North Marina, Central Marina, and South Marina, which would be three, but it depends on why they're asking. Well, like, so I think if it's like grouped in that same specific area, like, I don't think they would count like the different docks as like different marinas. But if they're in like that same zone, I would think of that as one marina. Yeah. Which, if that's the case, it would be three. So you would be right. But I'm going to say one, and here's why because. They say that the Port of Everett Marina is the largest public marina on the West Coast because it's one marina instead of a bunch of individually owned marinas that are like combined. So I'm going to say one. It's three. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Good, good work on all that thought. Yeah, you're really getting, getting deep. <laughs> it worked for you on it's the first one. It's so. technically one marina with three different yacht basins or whatever. Yeah, you were wrong. I was right. Get over it. In 1942, using the War Powers Act, the federal government took over a portion of the Port of Everett Seaport for shipbuilding to support the war effort. What company set up shop and built the vessels? Is it Everett Pacific Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company, the Seattle Maritime Company, the Northwest Shipbuilding Company, or the Warehouser Company? Which company set up shop and built vessels in 1942? So this would be World War II. I'm going to say B, which is the Seattle Shipbuilding Company. Seattle Maritime Company. Yeah, whatever. That sounds good. I really don't know. I'll guess Weyerhaeuser. 
It's uh, A, the Everett Pacific Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company. That was going to be my next guess. <laughs> Dang that it, so we tied. Total stab in the dark. Should we have a tiebreaker? Or should we just uh, call this one a tie? I'm okay with having a tie. Yeah, we could do a tie. That's fine. We're all winners. Yay. I feel like I would have won if I just would have said three marinas. That's why I needed some qualifying... But you know what? I'm a, a tie is fine with me as long as I didn't lose. I'm good with it. Sorry. <laughs> good job. Well, congrats on not losing. Good job, Garrett. Thank you. Proud of you. Back at you. Shout out to Ryan Villasanti for becoming a patron. Thanks, Ryan. You rule. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, uh, thanks. You can help. You, rule. you can help support Live and Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even one dollar per month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. Want to know more? You can head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and help support live in Everett. Thanks for hanging out on the live in Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple podcasts, and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can podcast at live or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elf army for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're ever till the grave.